Welcome to the DCCC Youth Podcast. This podcast is from our series on hard topics, untouchables, and features one of our students, Amanda Huang, talking about the issue of homelessness. Okay, so I think that everyone's done, probably. So, does anyone want to share anything? Actually, wait. Um, okay. Does anyone want to share anything regarding this person? Like what Yeah, like anything. You can just yell it out. Okay, nice word. Yes. A hobo camping traveling lady who feels cold all the time and is high on tobacco and is making a camp on the streets. Well, that was good. That was very descriptive. Yeah, it was. You don't have to raise your hand. I really don't like that. Fine. All right. Okay. It's anyone who hasn't been saved by Christ on dinner. Okay. Very interesting. Stretching. No one else wants to share? The person sitting down. Very good. Where are you killed? Well, very good. It doesn't have to be a kill. It could just be a skirt. Could be a towel wrapped around. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could she be the the banshee assassin? <laughs> in this oh my gosh. Okay. There's like all these Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> this person actually, I typed into Google images, homeless person, and I think it was the second image that came up. I didn't I even. Person without a permit to live. That that's good. That's good. That's so, I, don't know that. I don't actually know if the person. So I mean, I don't actually know if the person's alive, because it kind of looks like a picture, but it could be like clip art. So I don't know. But it's supposed to be a homeless person. Okay. So does anyone want to share what they wrote for Tommy? Mr. Cool Guy. A tour guy for some kids. Yeah, that's Tour guy. Tour guy. Someone in charge of a group of. Okay. Did anyone ever watch Fat Albert? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you thinking Fat Albert? Confident, happy. He's smiling. He looks comfortable. Um, it's actually a group at the Greater Cincinnati Coalition for the Homeless. Does it say Living Water in the back? It says Living Wages. Oh. <laughs> 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 Sorry. I mean, off three letters. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, Tommy is actually homeless. If, yeah. I knew it. Yeah, he's actually homeless. But, like, you wouldn't be able to tell because he's wearing, like, an, well, yeah, he's wearing, like, he's nicely dressed. Um, he's smiling. He looks really happy. He looks well-groomed. You really wouldn't be able to tell that he's homeless. So, just shows how far well yeah okay anyway so like some of the stereotypes I had for homeless people were just like they're mentally ill they don't have any money that's why they're panhandling that's why they're sitting in the on the corner of the street um, they're uneducated they drop out of high school who knows what they did in high school they definitely didn't have a college education um, dirty, smelly, um, jobless, a common notion is that they're jobless and 
jobless and lazy kind of go together because it's like, well, if you're lazy, then you're not going to have a job because you're lazy. And <laughs> yeah. And like folks will be like when you're telling them, Oh, I'm going into like Cincinnati or oh I'm going to downtown Dayton they'll be like, Oh, well, you know, if you see a person like looking like despondent, you know, you might want to go the other way or they'll be like, Oh, watch your back, be careful. They'll never be like, Good job, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those are just, like, those are basically stereotypes everyone has of homeless people. And so, basically, okay, so then, stereotypes are, I got this from, like, a dictionary, so it's like, standardized mental picture that is held in common by members of a group and that represents an oversimplified, notice the huge, bold, bright pink oversimplified <laughs> opinion, prejudice, attitude, or uncritical judgment. And then it says, while some of them may have truth, some truth in them, they're not all true in all cases, especially in Tommy's case. Like, honestly, I didn't even know he was homeless until I met him. So I was like, wow. So it just goes to show how stereotypes aren't always true. And so basically, I'm going to talk about homelessness, if you guys didn't already figure that out. And basically, I decided to talk about homelessness because I had an opportunity to go to, does anyone know where Over the Rhine is in Cincinnati? Has anyone ever heard of it? Okay. Well, it's um, it's, in, it's in downtown Cincinnati, and it's next to Fountain Square. You guys know where Fountain Square is? Okay. And it's next, <laughs> it's next to Fountain Square, and the pictures of Over the Rhine. And basically, it's, it's one of the more, like, poverty-stricken areas of Cincinnati. And while I was there, I learned a lot of stuff about homelessness, a lot of myths, a lot of stuff that I didn't even think were, like, real, so it was just, it was a really good experience for me, so I decided to teach you guys about it. Okay, okay, so I have put together some homeless myths that are very, very widely known. So, the first myth is, okay, most homeless people are either drug abusers or alcoholics. We know that because, like, um, Stephanie said something, I, I forget what the, it was a tobacco, yeah, she's like, tobacco something something, but like, I said that she was high on tobacco, yeah, so like, it's kind of, it just kind of goes along with homeless people, but in reality, oh come on, okay, only about 26% of the homeless population suffers from some kind of substance abuse, and most of the, most of the people that actually do suffer from the the abuse, sorry, can't talk today, become, um, become addicted after they become homeless because it's kind of like a way for them to cope. So, I mean, some of them are alcoholics or drug abusers before, but a lot of them become drug abusers and alcoholics afterwards. And if you, and if you compare it with homeowners, more than 30% of homeowners 
suffer from substance abuse problems. So it's just kind of like, well, you know, kind of the same, just, I don't know, for some reason, the stereotype of, oh, homeless person, dirty. So he must have all the bad stuff trailing after him and attached to him. It just kind of, it's just widely known. Okay. The second myth would be most homeless people are lazy and do not want to work. Which I guess, like, before I went to the camp thing and stuff, I thought was true. Because I was like, well, you know, they're on the they're on the corner of the street and they're begging for food. So, I mean, they probably don't have a job. And they might not be lazy, but they just don't have a job. It, it, it kind of goes along. But in reality, 60% of homeless men in Cincinnati actually work part-time. So it's not that they're lazy. A lot of them aren't lazy, and it's not that they don't have jobs. It's just that jobs, as you will see in the next myth, they don't pay very much, and basically they can't afford very much housing. Plus, their jobs are like... Um, their jobs are like... Uh, like day labor agencies, like sometimes they're like construction companies employ them, and of course it's just minimum wage, and there are absolutely no health insurance. I mean, that's just kind of, that's just like, well, yeah. And basically it's just inadequate worker protections. They don't have very much job security as well. The third homeless myth is, I like this one, if homeless people would just get a job, they would be able to afford a home. Well, I mean, like, from the previous slide, 60% do have a job. And it's actually not that simple. Just because you have a job does not mean you can afford a home. Because there is this thing called affordable housing. And basically, affordable housing is when, okay, like housing is considered affordable if a person spends no more than 30% of their total income on like rent and like gas bills, your water bills, and all that stuff. So if you look at the chart, it's got like zero bedroom, one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, four bedroom apartments, and this is for Cincinnati. And the fair market is basically like, oh, if you would go in just a normal apartment, and this happens to be over the Rhine since I was there, over the Rhine, Cincinnati, a zero-bedroom apartment would cost pretty much about $478. But minimum wage is seven thirty an hour, and it actually hasn't really gone up from the 1979, from 1979. It's like in 1979, it was like $740. But then again, it was adjusted or like inflation and stuff. So minimum wage hasn't really risen, and but like housing costs have, obviously. And um, so basically the rent affordable at minimum wage is only $380. So you can see that, you know, if let's say I'm homeless and I'm married and my husband can't work for some reason and I work a minimum wage job, well, I can't really buy a house. Or I can't really like rent an apartment. I can't even rent a zero-bedroom apartment. So it's not just that, like, oh, if you have a job, then you're going to have an apartment because, well, things aren't that simple.
Okay. It says a minimum wage worker would have to work 89 hours each week to afford a two-bedroom apartment at 30% of the income, so basically at affordable housing. So don't work a lot. And the top reason for homelessness in Montgomery County, so like this county, is the lack of affordable housing. I think the second one is loss of income, but this one's the biggest one, which it, it kind of makes sense because the economy is not doing well either. And yeah. Okay. So then, basically, so I've presented you all the a lot of information, probably a lot to take in. And a lot of this information is just kind of like, well, a lot of the stereotypes that we have about homeless people aren't really true. Like, you know, they don't have jobs. Well, some of them might not have jobs, but some of them, a lot of them do have jobs. And, like, just some people that you would, you would think were not homeless actually could be homeless. And um, so I decided to put together a little thing about what the Bible says, how we should treat homeless people. Because honestly, before I before I went to the camp, I was kind of like, oh, homeless people, yeah, I should help out. It's good. But like, I, I just kind of stuck it in the back of my head because I was like, oh, well, first I'd practice violin, and then I'd do my homework, and then after that I should probably, I kind of want to talk to my friends and I hang out with my friends. So by the time I put it in the back of my head, I never got to it. It's like, and a year definitely goes by really fast. I wanted to do something, but, like, it's, it never happened. So, basically, the Bible says things like, um, do not pervert justice. Do not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great, but judge your neighbor fairly. Like, just because they're sitting on the edge of a corner holding a sign saying, um, homeless, please help, God bless, or something, doesn't mean that we should put ourselves above them, because technically they've probably been through a lot more, like, hardships and stuff than we have. And then there's one that says, if there's a poor man among your brothers in any of the towns of the land that the Lord your God has given you, do not be hard hard-hearted, that's a hard word to say, or a tight-fisted toward your poor brother. So basically, both of the two verses themes are like, you should help them. You shouldn't put yourself like, oh, since I'm not homeless, I'm better than you. You should kind of lower yourself to the level, and one of the words, okay, this is going to kind of be kind of off topic, but it's on topic. It's just, yeah. Basically, when I was at the... Um, when I was at the camp, I learned that by saying that you're going to help someone puts you, like, above them. Like, oh, I'm going to help April in math or something. It's like, oh, I'm probably better than math, better at math than April. But, like, if you're saying I'm going to assist them or I'm going to walk with them in their journey, you put yourself at the same level as they're in, and it just, I don't know where I was getting at that. But, like... 
basically you're supposed to use like assist and walk with like homeless people don't want help they want like people to come talk to them and like walk with them and for them to be able to show like share their stories they don't want like here's charity work yeah okay and then I have some more verses like um there will always be poor people in the land Therefore, I command you to be open-handed toward your brothers and toward the poor and needy in the land. So basically, this is still serving. There are, like, tons and tons and tons of verses in the Bible that talk about serving the poor. And it's always like, oh, do not look at someone because they're better off than you. That, oh, they're good. And this poor person, oh, he's not so good. But you should make them, like, equal, basically. And... And then, and then it says, like, and then the next verse is, um, but the needy will not always be forgotten, nor the hope of the afflicted ever perish. So, like, they always have hope. Like, Tommy, honestly, I would never have thought he was homeless. Like, he's smiling. And, like, one of his quotes was, I think, it was, like, I'm happy because I choose to be. He could choose to be sad and do drugs and alcohol and, like, other stuff like that and, like, just kind of make the worst of, like, his situation. But, like, he chooses to be happy and, like, to try to get through it day after day after day. And they have, and, like, a lot of the homeless people that I've met have, like, they have really good strength. Like, someone stronger than me. Like, I'm not very strength-wise, but... But they're very, they're very, the homeless people are people that you should get to know. They have lots of stories, lots of stories, and all of them are so interesting and, yeah, basically. So, so, basically, so I've debunked some common stereotypes of homeless people, and I've talked about some Bible verses that talk about, like, oh, how we should serve them, how we should help them, assist them. And so um, I went online, and I Googled, like, um, homeless shelters in Dayton, Ohio, and I found one called St. Vincent de Paul. Has anyone heard of it? Yeah. And um, basically, they're a homeless shelter. Well, actually, they're a lot more than a homeless shelter. But I think they're actually, like, I'm not sure if they're Christian. They might be Catholic. But they're definitely, like, God-affiliated. And basically, they have a lot. They have a lot of, like, different departments. They have, like, a store where, like, excuse me, people in, like, poverty can go and exchange, like, vouchers for, like, a TV. It might be, like, a... TV voucher for, I'm not actually sure how it works, but I think it's like, you might get it for cheaper, maybe free, I'm not sure. And they also have food pantries, they have a homeless shelter, and they also build houses for um, the poor and the poverty. So, and so basically, now it's your turn. So like, what are ways you guys think we can assist the homeless? Because, like, I've been thinking, I think this year should, is a good year to go. <laughs> Does anyone have any ideas? Increase food stamps. Increase. 
I don't actually think we're going to be able to do that, but... <laughs> do what? Increase food stamps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good idea because um, Saint Vincent de Paul actually has like a Kettering branch too, and I think one of their housing like housing programs is actually in Kettering too. So that would be a good idea. Yeah, you can just talk. Can we forge food stamps? You know, as much as I would love to make fake food stamps, <laughs> you know, I mean to forge them. To like credit cards now because really? it's like discriminatory. Like people like having to like show and give like food um, stamps, so people like behind you or ahead of you are like, oh, they're poor. Like they're turning to credit cards now or credit cards looking. Mm. Yeah, they look, they look right. Anyone have any ideas? I'm welcome to. I was actually gonna like brainstorm a whole list, but like, kind of got lazy. Sorry. Kitchens. Soup kitchens, yes. Yeah, I helped out in soup kitchen last summer, and like it really surprised me because I was in Philadelphia. I remember I was like, I also went running like right after. Like uh-huh. around Philadelphia after. And then I remember I just like saw some people that I was just helping out at the homeless shelter just walking down the street and I didn't realize that they were homeless because like they were just like Yeah. Yeah, a lot of just, like Jewish people like, Yeah. Like a lot of the homeless people a lot of the homeless people I've met are like they look normal. Like Tommy yeah. looks normal. It's like yeah, so yeah, we can. Yeah, we could do something like food related during like Thanksgiving. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm. Do you guys want to hear a story? It's totally. Okay. It's totally. I have two <laughs> stories. One of them was like the Starbucks girl stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I told you. But they're. I mean, they're kind of related. Yeah, they are. Tell but tell like, tell the story. Really. Okay. Just go, just go. Okay, I'll tell a quick one. So Tommy, um, on a way back from selling, like, okay. So in Cincinnati and over the Rhine. The Greater Coalition for the Homeless um, makes, like, newspapers, and basically, like, homeless people or people, like, in poverty can buy the newspapers for 25 cents and then sell it on the streets for a dollar and keep the 75 cents profit. So, like, it's kind of, like, a way for them to, like, make money if they don't have a job and stuff. Well, I mean, they could do it if they sell a job, but you know what I mean. And, like, um, Tommy and, like, me and another girl and another so like a group of us were walking back to the coalition for the homeless and he told us the story about like one time you know this one this story is definitely like not related but 
I like the story. And um, one time he was staying at a homeless shelter, and, like, apparently in the homeless shelter it was, like, a bunk bed. So, like, yeah, there were just, like, a whole bunch of bunk beds. And there was a man sleeping on a top bunk bed. I don't, I'm not sure if Tommy was on the bottom, but there was a man sleeping on the top bunk bed, and somehow he fell off and cracked his head open. Yeah. And so, so, like, the paramedics had to arrive and stuff. And so, like, everyone was like, oh, no, he, like, cracked his head open and stuff. And, like, he fell off. And they were like, ooh. But, like, I think it was, like, 30 minutes later, the paramedics came back in. And they're like, oh, we have to get you guys all tested because the guy's HIV positive. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, um, and he was telling us about his reaction. His reaction was like, oh, no, please, God. He's like, he told us, like, he was praying, and he's like, oh, no, please, God, please don't let me die of something, like, I didn't really do, that I had no control over and stuff. And he's like, that was, like, the scariest moment of my life. And I was like, wow, I can never, like, imagine going through something like that. Yeah, that wasn't really related, but. <laughs> and, um, and my other story was, like, like, you know those annoying people that always knock on your door? They're like, um, we're selling paintings, or, oh, we're selling subway peelers for, like, the dance group, or they're like, oh, we're selling, I don't know, we're selling cookies. Yeah, Girl Scout cookies. And you're always like, no. And you, like, turn them away and stuff. Yeah. It's not cookie sellers, but I've been getting a lot of Mormons in my neighborhood. It's really? very annoying. Like, I, I had a painter. I had, like, a painter. Evangelist. It's like, oh, we can talk more about God. And it was cool the first three times. <laughs> the first three times. <laughs> After that, it's getting really annoying. Uh-huh. They've been coming. They come huh. almost on a weekly basis. That's why you ignore them all the time. Like, specifically just to your house? Or just no, just the whole neighborhood. Hmm. I think. Anyway. Maybe you guys. (laughs) Anyways. And so, like, I've definitely done it before. Like, I've done it to, like, the Asian ladies that are like, you want free sample? You know. Like, they've been like, no. And, like, walked ahead and, like, gone to the bathroom and stuff. But I won't do that anymore because I had this really interesting experience. (laughs) So, basically, I talked about the newspaper that the coalition sells for. That homeless people can sell for for some kind of income. And I had the opportunity to actually try to sell them. I sold none. I'm really not a good salesperson, I guess. But, like, like, we went into, like, the Fountain Square area. So if you guys know where Fountain Square is. But, like, we went to, like... Next to, like, the big, fancy, like, McCormick's and Schmick's restaurant or whatever. And we were staying there, and we were, like, asking people, like, Hi, um, I'm selling Street Vibes. It's only a dollar. It's not, like, $10 or something. Their newspaper's only a dollar. But they're, like, Hi, we're selling Street Vibes. Um, the, the money goes to benefiting the homeless. Would you like to buy some? I'm pretty sure, like, everyone said no to me, even though it was only, I don't know, I felt like it was like, well, it's only a dollar, I mean, it's okay, and then I remember, well, I remember one lady, she looked really sad, she was like, no, I I don't actually think she had money on her, but I think if she did have money on her, I think she would have gotten one, but a lot of people said no, and I remember this one group of three girls, 
they're not girls. They're like they're middle aged women. Like like <laughs> I meant like I meant like you know the ones that you picture sitting at like those sitting on like the nineteenth floor like typing on like their like Apple computer or whatever. Like those. They're like in like the suits and stuff. Yeah. Like, there were three of them. And they were walking across, and they're like, oh, hi. We weren't even in, like, disgusting clothes. We looked, like, normal and stuff. And we're like, hi, um, we're selling street vibes. It's a dollar. The money goes to benefiting the homeless. And, like, one of them smiled at me. I think another one just looked at me and then ignored me. But, like, I knew she knew I was there because, well, like, she was like, like, she, like, looked at She was like, a quick glance, and I glance away. And another one just kind of talked. I'm pretty sure she knew I was there. Unless she was really ignorant. But I'm, I'm pretty sure she, she knew I was there. And, like, they walked past, and, like, we were like, okay, whatever. Like, this other girl and I. And then, like, 15 minutes later, after, like, standing out there, like, someone buy your newspapers. They come back, and they're, like, Holding like like the Starbucks coffee that are like three fifty, and it's like, what the heck? You can't buy like a one dollar newspaper. You could buy three fifty Starbucks coffee. What's going on here? But like, but if I mean, now that I go back to think of it, I think if I never had the opportunity to actually sell the newspapers, I probably would have went off, got my Starbucks coffee, and walked back. But now I'm just like, well, you know. Selling newspapers is a very hard job. It really is. Like, everyone's like, they ignore you, or, like, you'll be standing here, and, like, a big crowd. I was standing in front of Macy's, and a big crowd went like this. But then they went back, because I was standing in front of Macy's. Like, Macy's was here, and I was standing here, and they went like that. But then, like, I like, maybe you need like, an attraction. Go get a monkey. I, I know. Like, yeah. I'm like, But, like, it was just, like, I don't know. It made me kind of think, like, well, I should be nice to those free sample ladies because they're free samples, you know. And, like, I don't know. Some like now. Now I feel like whenever I see like oh, if someone's like panhandling, because panhandling is not fun. I highly doubt that someone wants to sit on the corner and be like, "I need money." Like that's their last resort. They really don't want to do that. And like selling street bikes is like an alternative to that. But like, if I see someone, I'll probably most likely I'm gonna give them. I will give them money. Not most likely. I will give them money. Because it was just like, Starbucks coffee girls, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. So those are my two totally irrelevant stories. But, yeah. I bet if you had like a hot guy with you, it would totally mm, like Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's just a lot of stuff to think and reflect on, I guess. But I mean, like, for me, it's like going through it and actually, like, selling the stuff that I actually, like, understand what the feeling is. Like, me telling it to you guys, you kind of are like, oh, great. She probably, like, doesn't like selling newspapers and stuff. So, like, I would say that you don't really know how people who are selling things feel until you actually sell things. 
And it's only one dollar. That's why I really don't care. <laughs>